Hello, friends, and welcome to the Coastline Baptist Church podcast. We hope this message will equip, encourage, and edify you in your journey of life. We'd love to connect with you. Please email us at info at coastlinecc.org. And for more information about our church and our services, visit coastlinecc.org. Now let's open our hearts and open God's Word. We're talking about next level devotion, and it goes right along with really this weekend. Um, I'm wearing my Sandlot Roosevelt shirt. You're like, what is he wearing all those people's faces? Uh, if, you ever, if you haven't seen the Sandlot, first of all, I'm very sorry that you've missed such an American classic, really. Go home and watch the Sandlot tonight. Uh, this is the scene when they're playing baseball and the fireworks start going off. You've got Ray Charles singing America the Beautiful in the background. It's like the most American thing you could ever watch. Eat a hot dog while you're doing it. You'll be blessed, I promise you. And, uh, but I wore this for, for this weekend. But freedom is the word. We've talked about that already this morning. We've sung about the freedom. We just sang in that last verse of Just As I Am. Our freedom was bought by the death of Jesus Christ. And the freedom that we have in this country that we are and should be grateful for, uh, men and women gave their lives throughout the century, throughout the centuries, for our freedom. Many are still, my son, uh, our adopted son that's up in, um, over, uh, in the armed services in the army is in uh, Romania right now, deployed. And, you know, they're still serving, and people are serving, giving their lives and their time and everything, their efforts, for the freedoms that we have in our country. And that takes devotion. You're not going to give your life for someone that you're not devoted to. Okay, I, I, there's, I, the truth is, I don't think I could say, honestly, that I would die for everybody, but there are some people in my life that I would die for because there's devotion to them. I'm devoted to them. Uh, devotion is about listening. It really goes back to listening. A, a child that wants to obey their parents and, and, and follow their rules and, and please and honor them is devoted to that parent. A, a person that uh, knows the calling of their lives. Uh, I know that I am supposed to, to be in the ministry serving God. I believe God has called me to be a preacher. And when I listened to that calling from the, from the Spirit of God on my life, that became something that I was devoted to. It's about devotion comes from listening. Uh, even people, you can make it more practical, people in the armed services, in the Army, Air Force, Marines, Navy, on and on, Coast Guard. Um, there was something in them or somebody maybe that encouraged them, a voice in their life that encouraged them to use their talents and abilities to serve their country, and they did. It's about listening. A Christian that wants to please and honor God and, and be more like Jesus Christ listens to the Word of God. Devotion, true devotion, starts with listening. It starts with listening. We're talking about next level devotion today. Now, the voices in our lives that we hear, we're going to talk about the voice of God in our lives today, but, but if you think about listening, what do we, probably the thing that we listen to the most in our lives is voices. Whether you're listening to music, someone often is singing, or you're in church, or you're having a conversation, we're always listening to voices. And some voices are so recognizable in our lives. Obviously, I could pick my wife's voice, uh, whether it's her singing or talking, out of a group of however many people you want, to, you want to bet. Our kids the same. The people that we're the closest to, that we talk to the most, we recognize 
those voices. Maybe, maybe uh, it's an actor. I'll tell you, you know these voices when you hear them, right? You hear Woody and Buzz, and you're like, that's Tom Hanks, that's Tim Allen. These voices in American culture today, probably worldwide culture today, are so recognizable. Uh, in our lives. Maybe it's a singer. Maybe for you, uh, I love James Taylor. And, and you can, James Taylor has a very distinct singing voice that you can pick out. Maybe you like Bob Dylan. He's kind of got a weird voice, but same thing. It's a voice that is distinct. It's recognizable. And oftentimes the, the voices that we recognize the most in our lives are the ones that we listen to. It's the people that we trust. We trust those voices in our lives. We, we know these people, these voices in our lives. We want to hear what these people have to say. My dad is one of those voices in my life. I'm going to call him for advice. I may call him to vent. I may call him just to talk. If my dad's talking to me about something important, I want to listen. I have friends and family, the same thing, that, that I trust uh, my brother-in-law, Joel, is probably one of my best friends in the whole world. When we have a serious conversation, when we have fun conversations, it's fun too, but when we're talking about something serious, I've called Joel before and be like, man, I just don't know what to do about this. I'm stressed about this, this and that. And, he's, and he always has a voice of reason and a voice that kind of calms my soul down. When Joel's talking and others in the room, I want to hear what he has to say. I want to hear what my friends and family, those that I trust, what they have to say. My wife, more than anybody in the world, she knows me. Uh, I trust her. She knows me better than I know myself. I want to hear what she has to say. The voices in our lives that we recognize the most often the ones that we listen to. There are many important, influential voices in each one of our lives. And each one of you can make your own list of people, of voices in your life that you listen to, that you respect, that you heed. But may I say this, church, this morning, and hear me on this. There is no voice in your life more important than the voice of God. I want to say it again, and I want to, I want to get some response that you're listening. There, are, there is no voice in your life more important than the voice of God. Amen, right, church? Yes! Come on, help me out this morning. There is no voice that carries more power than the voice of God. Psalm 29, I want to read these scriptures and hear the power of the voice of God. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calf and discovereth the forest. And in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. There is no voice that carries more power in this universe than the voice of God. There is no voice that contains more wisdom than the voice of God. John 16, 13 says, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. There is no voice with more wisdom than the voice of God. There is no voice that can comfort greater than the voice of God. Psalm 85, 8. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. There is no voice in your life, church, that can comfort you greater than the voice of God. There is no voice that sheds more light on your purpose 
than the voice of God. Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You want to know what your purpose is? You want to know what your calling is? Listen for the voice of God in your life. There is no voice that gives more direction than the voice of God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to the understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. There is no voice that gives more direction than the voice of God. There is no voice that deserves our full attention more than the voice of God. Deuteronomy 32, 1 and 2 says, Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. There's no voice in your life, church, that deserves your full attention more than the voice of God. And there's no voice more precious, more needed in our lives, more needed in this world, more needed in this country, more needed in your family and in your life than the voice of God. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said, it, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The voice of God, church, it's comforting, it's powerful, it's precious, it's important. It's the most important voice uh, that you'll ever hear in your life. And all of us will sit here or stand here and agree wholeheartedly with all those statements. But the brutal truth is, church, that most of us who claim to believe what I just said are not truly listening to the voice of God in our lives like we should. Not even that we're not listening to the voice of God. Many of us aren't even listening for the voice of God. We, we just, we don't even, we're not even recognizing not often born out of this deep-rooted rebellion in our spirits either. You love Jesus. You love the Word of God. It's not often out of a doubtful heart. Maybe sometimes it can be that when we aren't listening for the voice of God, aren't listening to the voice of God. But often it's just born out of basic, fleshly tendencies that we have ignored for so long. And it's just part of our lives now. Here it is. God is speaking, but we're just too busy. God is speaking... But we are just listening to another voice. God is speaking. We just don't care. God is speaking. We've just ignored his voice for so long, we don't even really recognize it in our lives anymore. God is speaking. Often, though, we are just talking louder. God is speaking. We're just not interested. And God, church, can speak in so many ways, but he speaks through his word, the Bible, the word of God that he left for us and he preserved for us is the voice, the words of God. 1 Thessalonians 2, 13 says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when he received the word of God, which he heard of us, Paul is saying this to the church at Thessalonica, he received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Church, what I hold in my hands... And what maybe you have in your lap today is the words of God, the voice of God. And you may say, oh, I just want to hear from God. I, don't want, I want to know what I'm supposed to do. I'm looking for answers. Uh, why isn't God speaking to me? And he is. We're just not looking in the right place. We're not just listening with the right ears. Maybe you've forgotten what the Bible actually is, church. It just becomes another book in our, on our shelf that we don't read. It's the Word of God. It is God speaking to us. Why do you think we call it devotions? 
Oh, I'm, make sure you have your devotions. I try to have my devotions. It's that time spent in the Word of God, in prayer, listening to the songs of God, letting God speak to my heart. We call it devotion because it's about being devoted. It's God speaking to us. The voice of God is speaking in every one of our lives, in every one of your lives. God will speak to you through His Word. God will also speak to you through maybe someone He has placed in your life, godly influences in your life. I can speak to that. Thank God for the godly influences and the spirit-filled people in my life. God may speak uh, to you in order for you to be His voice in someone else's life. Think about that, church. We, we like to receive that godly advice, but maybe God's calling you to start speaking with his voice to somebody else, speaking into someone else's life. God is speaking to us. And I want to just share with you four things, what his voice is in our lives as we talk about next level devotion. True devotion comes, starts with listening to that voice of God. You want to be next level devoted to Jesus Christ? We got to start listening to his voice. Number one, we see that the voice of God is a voice of purpose. It's a voice of purpose. The words of God that we see in His Word, that we may hear from a spirit-filled person in our lives. Maybe you even hear it listening to a song on, uh, on your way to work, a, a worship song, and it's speaking to your heart. His voice is a voice of purpose. His words are life-changing. His words are destiny-directing, future-fulfilling words. He knows what's coming. The voice of God is a voice of purpose. His words prepare us for what we're going to face. His words give purpose. Oh, I can remember as a teenager going to youth conferences and going to youth rallies in our youth group. And I remember, I don't remember everything that was preached or talked about, but I remember the voice of God in my heart pushing me towards preaching. And, 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 and I, I know it was him that, that was speaking to my heart. And, 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 and I went to college and then I ended up finding a, getting a job in ministry. And it wasn't all, all amazing and all perfect, but... God began to do a work in my life as a youth pastor for seven years almost. And it started from me listening for the voice of God. Was I perfect? Not even close. But the Spirit of God spoke to my heart. I remember when he began speaking to us and speaking to my brother-in-law, Joel. I'll never forget me and Joel. Joel lived in Indiana with Cheyenne, his wife, and, and uh, we would FaceTime. We were only a few hours away, and we had come back here for a, uh, our youngest brother's graduation here on the Cape, and, and we had an awesome trip, and we had just found out about Seth's autism, and, and we were home with family, and it was such an amazing trip. We went to Skakit Beach, and the tide was way out, and it was just, I'll never forget as long as I live, the, the details of that weekend. And we went back home, and on that trip back, that 12-hour drive with our four children back to Michigan, Lord help us, thank God I don't have to do that anymore. Although it might take me 12 hours to get home today with the traffic on 4th of July weekend. But that trip home, God began speaking to my heart about planning a church. And I remember a few, I think it was like a month later, I FaceTimed Joel, he was in Indiana, he had been at the graduation too, and I was like, I got to talk to Joel. I'm going to ask Joel about this. And out of nowhere, Joel says, Don, I think we should go and plant a church on the Cape. And I'm like, dude, he told me too, bro. That's crazy. It was amazing. And here we are. I don't even know how many years ago that was. Probably five, six years ago now. Insane. But that's the voice of God. It's a voice of purpose. His voice in my life leading us. Man, I'm telling you, this last year and a half for our family, and you've, many of you have followed us on this journey. It's been insane with trying to find somewhere to live and finding housing and all these things. And every time God would be leading us somewhere, I'm like, God, this is what we do. Lord, are you sure? Like, come on. 
Like, I can see all this. You're way up there. I can see this. And I don't think this is the right move, Lord. Like, I think it'd be better if you did this. But the voice of God leading us into kind of, we sing about it, leading us into deeper waters. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever. Listen, he leads us to places we don't think we can manage. But his voice in leading us, we've seen it. And we've seen that he's perfect in all of his ways, like we sang this morning, and how he's provided. It's a voice of purpose. That voice has led some of you to be part of a new church plan of Coastline Baptist Church. That voice uh, of purpose has led some to adopt. Praise God for that. That voice of God gives direction in life. It gives purpose in life, and it will give you purpose too if you're listening. It's a voice of purpose. It's also a voice of comfort. It's a voice of compass in our, in our darkest days, which may, maybe you're in that right now, maybe you've been in it. His still small voice whispers peace to our soul more than anything else. More than anything else. His voice comforts us. Who else can do that? Who else, who else can come to us when we're alone, in our anxiety, in our fear, in our, in our quiet place, in our house, in our laying there at night when everybody else is sleeping and your eyes are wide open staring at the ceiling and you're anxious and you're feeling for Who else can come to us and speak comfort to us but Jesus Christ, but the voice of God? Whether it's comfort found in the scriptures or the lyrics to a song, I can't tell you how many times I've been driving and I've had to like, be really careful because I got tears flowing down my face listening to a song. And I'm like, if someone drives by me, they're like, what is wrong with that guy in there? He's not even holding the wheel. Both his hands are raised in the air. Because the this, this, this song, this, the Lord just uses it in my life. It, it comforts me. Maybe it's a spirit-filled voice of a friend. A voice of comfort. His voice is a voice of comfort. I, I think of Pastor Ben Feldot in, in Falmouth. He's been a great friend. And you know what he's been in my life? God's used him as a voice of comfort. I said, man, this and that. I remember when everything happened with us, with, with COVID and lockdown. And, I was, and so many things in our lives, I've texted him, and, and he just has words of comfort. He said, don't, he said, don't miss out. What did he say to me once? He said, you need to learn to be grateful for what God is doing right now in your church instead of missing what he hasn't done yet or something like that. It probably sounded better when he texted me, but it was just like, Rejoice in the now, Donald, and what God's doing now. And it just comforted my soul. The voice of God is a voice of comfort. It's a voice also, church, of conviction. It does comfort. I'm grateful for the comfort found in the voice of God. But it also convicts when necessary. Here's the thing. Church, you've got to remember and realize that no matter how long you've been in church, we all still have work to do. Yes, God has finished the work on the cross for our sins, but we have to have some spiritual discipline and some next-level devotion to say, Christ, God, what do you want to do in my life? What do you want to change in my life? Give me the grace to make adjustments where necessary in my life. God, whatever you're calling me to do or calling me away from, I will do it. It's holiness, church. We're still called to be holy. And yes, we have the righteousness of Jesus Christ upon us. But listen, if we start resting in our own strength, abilities, and talents, and our own wisdom, we're going to start doing things our own way and not God's way. His voice is a voice of conviction. You read a scripture, and it hits you right between the eyes. That's the voice of God. What happens when you read something that you disagree with? What happens when you read something in the Bible that you say is the Word of God and it goes against what you've always thought and believed? I've been there. Are you going to say, well, I guess that one verse is wrong because I want to still be right? No, no, no. The voice of God is a voice of conviction. 
There are times when our, when, when our hearts, our foolish, fickle hearts, and the word and voice of God are going to kind of go a little against each other. And in those moments, when you hear the voice of conviction of God in your life, you must not resist. But you got to accept it. Trust him. That same spirit-filled voice, friend, that gave you comfort may come to you again and not really have as many comforting words, but may have some words that may challenge you a little bit. Let the convicting voice of God do its work. You may hear a sermon that you say, oh, I think someone just came to me last week and said, hey, that sermon you preached on Next Level Faith, I hated it. <laughs> and they were kidding. They meant it was really hard to hear. By the way, it's really hard to preach it oftentimes too. But when the Spirit of God, when the voice of God is convicting, don't resist it. Trust it. Let it do its work in your life. And lastly, the voice of God, hallelujah, church, it's a voice of deliverance. It's a voice of de deliverance. There's a scripture that you may have heard. It's very, everybody seems to know it, even if they're not in church. But Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You see this verse everywhere. It's, on, it's in greeting cards. It's in on people who post it on Facebook. It's, it's everywhere, these, this scripture. And Unfortunately, myself included, I've taken this verse kind of out of context sometimes and kind of made it mean what I want it to mean. Something like, God is going to give me a peaceful, happy life because I don't like to live uncomfortably, and he only has happy thoughts and plans for me. Yay. Like, that's what we kind of want this scripture to mean. He thinks not, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give me a spending, and we think that's, that's what it means. Everything's happy-go-lucky and sunshine and rainbows. But if we look to... Uh, who God is speaking to in this, if we kind of get the whole message here in Jeremiah 29, we see who God is speaking to. We see what God is ultimately talking about completely. And there's still a beautiful truth in what he's saying. He's talking to his people, the Israelites, back in the Old Testament. His chosen people. And they, the Israelites, like we do so often, had continually turned away from God to worship other idols. They turned back. They turned, and then they came back to God. And then they turned away again. And then they turned back to God. And then, some, and then they turned away. And then there was a war and the enemy attacked. And they, they kind of kept going back and forth like we often do. And God wasn't saying in Jeremiah 29, 11, um, everything is going to be uh, 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 exactly how you want it to be. Wouldn't that be nice? God wasn't saying, everything's going to be exactly how you want it to be. What he was saying in this scripture and in these words, the voice of God was saying to his people, everything is how I want it to be. It's going to be how I want it to be and how it needs to be. So Israel, trust me. And when you read this scripture, listen, you may be going through something really, really challenging, really, really hard. You may struggle with anxiety. You may be going through a, a trial or a problem. You may have health difficulties. And you may say, that doesn't really seem like thoughts of peace and not of evil because it seems pretty bad to me. And God is saying, everything is going to be this expected end. It's going to be how I want it to be and how it needs to be. So you must trust me. And at verse, in verse 10, we see uh, the verse right before this. This is what the Lord said to them, for thus saith the Lord. After 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you, causing you to return to this place. So right before this verse, God tells his chosen people, the Israelites, you're going to spend 70 years in bondage, in captivity 
in Babylon. That doesn't sound like the uh, graduation card message we all like to hear, you know, oh, the places you'll go. It doesn't sound anything like that. It sounds like bondage. And God is telling him, this is going to happen to you. But deliverance was promised. And that promise was kept. And after 70 years, what God said would happen did happen. They were delivered out of captivity. And this promise that God gave to his people wasn't, didn't just have historical significance. It wasn't just about a historical deliverance from Babylon, but it pointed to a promise of future deliverance, a promise of a cross, a promise of a horrible death, and promise of a resurrection. And that is the truth, the promise that applies to us. The voice of God promises deliverance from the eternal damnation of hell for all those who trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. It promises deliverance, but it also promises deliverance from the temptations of this fallen world. You don't have to be addicted. You don't have to be a jerk all the time. You don't have to be impatient and selfish. and You don't have to live that way because Jesus Christ died for your sins. He died for those uh, temptations and those struggles. He died for all that fear and anxiety. And he will deliver you. That doesn't mean life will be easy and perfect. But he will deliver you. He is that way of escape we see in the New Testament that talks about. The voice of God promises deliverance from our own from our own worst enemy, and that enemy is ourselves. This deliverance that he promised to his people, yes, he said, I'll deliver you from Babylon after 70 years. You won't be in bondage anymore, but it pointed to a greater deliverance, the deliverance that we are rejoicing in today. We sang about the evidence. See the cross, the empty grave. The evidence is endless. His deliverance still shows and shines brightly today in our lives. It's a voice of deliverance. Because you see, church, the grace that's found in Jesus Christ and his righteousness in us saves us from ourselves. That's your worst enemy. It's not your coworker, your neighbor, that addiction. That, it's not that, no, our own worst enemy is ourselves. We are our own worst enemy. And Jesus Christ died to save us from our sin, from our own self-righteousness, from our apathy. He died to save us from ourselves. The scriptures say, I am, in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. So church, listen for the voice of God in your life. Listen for that, uh, uh, that comforting voice, that purposeful voice. Seek out the voice of God. Listen, remember that you're holding it in your hands right now, this this Word of God, this Bible, you have a copy of it. People across the world aren't even allowed to have a copy, don't even have a copy. I have many. God, forgive me for not being as devoted to Him as I should be, for not being as devoted to the Word of God and what it says as I should be. May I always, if, if I read something that goes against what I think, may I just throw out what I think and follow what Jesus says. Seek out the voice of God. Stop looking for answers in all the wrong places. Stop looking for peace and, and, and hope and joy and, and, and addictions and, and, and relationships and, and all these other things in your identity. Forget all that. Your identity is in Jesus Christ completely. He's that firm foundation. Stop hearing all the other voices. Man, shut those voices out. 
Say, God, what are these voices in my life that I'm listening to that I shouldn't be? Guide me, Lord. Lead me. Stop rushing around so much. That's a part of the problem. It's not that you're listening to a bunch of other voices. You're just moving so fast, you don't even have time to hear the voice of God. You're rushing around so much with work and this and that and all these different things that you, even if, listen, even if he was screaming, you couldn't hear it. Because life is so loud in your life. So stop rushing around. Slow down. Listen. You may not always like what God is saying. I've been there. You may not always like what God is saying, but you always need it. Hear that, church. You may not always like what God is saying, but you always need it, and he's always right. Amen? You may not always like what he's saying, but you always need it, and he's always right. And he always has your best interest at heart. He doesn't want to destroy you. There's an expected end we just read about in Jeremiah 29, 11. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But he never fails. He always keeps his promises. God is speaking, church, coastline. God is speaking. Are you listening? Are you listening for the voice of God in your life? We, we talked about that voice of deliverance. Maybe today you're here, and if you died today, you don't know where you'd go. You don't know what happened. Jesus died for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus died on the cross. He was the son of God who was God. He came to earth born in a manger of a virgin. It was a miracle, and he did it for you. And he was beaten and whipped and put on a cross and killed for you. Took the punishment for our sins, for the sins of the whole world. And three days later, he rose again victoriously by the power of God. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what saves you. That's what you must place your faith in. That's what you must trust. Heaven is a real place. Hell is a real place. And those who place their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross and that empty tomb have a sure foundation and sure place in heaven one day. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Trust him today. In your heart right now, trust him. Ask Christ to save you. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, the Bible says. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Trust him today. And Christian, maybe you're, you've already given your heart to Christ. You've already placed your faith in Christ Jesus, but you are living too loud. Your life's too busy. Your trials are louder than that voice of God in your life. That addiction is screaming a little bit louder than the voice of God in your life. That relationship is louder. and There's so many other voices in your life that are louder than the one that's the most important. That's the voice of God. Would you just pause just slow down. Listen to the voice of God. He's calling you to greater things. Things you could never have imagined. Listen for that voice of God in your life. Thank you again for listening to the Coastline Baptist Church Podcast. We hope the message was an encouragement to your heart. 
please connect with us through our website, coastlinecc.org, or on Facebook or Instagram. Send us a message, send us an email, and we'd love to connect with you. We'd also love if you could visit us for a Sunday morning service. You can find our address on our website, and our services start at 10 a.m. Our mission at Coastline is simply this, to know Jesus deeply and to show Jesus daily. I hope that we've helped you do that in your life today. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.